most high God and bless his holy name. Let's magnify the name of the one who can make everyone fruitful. Give him glory, give him honor. Thank him for life. Bless his holy name for the salvation of your soul. Thank him that he has kept you to this moment. Give him glory, give him honor because you are alive. And when there is life, there is hope. Worship him because your tomorrow will surely be all right. Thank him for what he did during the convention. Give him glory and convention. Give him glory and honor for the fantastic testimonies we have heard tonight. That there is still a God who can perform miracles, a God who can do the impossible. A God who will say, yes, I have a way, even when the world is saying there is no way out. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Thank you, Father. Oh, glory be to your holy name, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You are the mighty God, the great I am. Alleluia. Alleluia. You are the mighty God. The great I am. Alleluia. Alleluia. You are the mighty God. The great I am. Alleluia. King of kings and Lord of lords, the I am that I am, the unchangeable changer, the resurrection and the life, the word from the beginning, the one who said, let there be light and there was light, the one who can never fail, the one who will never lie. The Holy One of Israel. Glory be to your holy name, Lord. 
Thank you for what you did last month. Thank you for the convention. Thank you for salvation of souls. Thank you for healings. Thank you for children born. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for victory. Father, accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for January. Thank you for February. Thank you for March. Thank you for April. Thank you for May. Thank you for June. Thank you for July. Thank you for August. Thank you now for September. Glory be to your holy name, Lord. Please accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Tonight, Father, do the unusual. Do the miraculous. Do the glorious. Today, wipe away all tears from all our eyes. Let our laughter begin afresh. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Let someone shout hallelujah. Well, since this is the beginning of our own calendar year, I want you to wave at two or three people and say, Happy New Year. And then wave at another two or three people and say, You shall be fruitful. Good, and then you may please be seated, except those born in the month of September. My Father, my God, I'm committing those children born in the month of September into your hands. September is the ninth month of the year, and nine is three times three. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the blessings of these your children, let them come in triples. Triple promotion. Triple success. Triple testimonies. And Lord God Almighty, if there's any of them here today who is considered barren, give them triplets. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Well, was born in September. Let's hear your hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. Uh, next month, the month of October, by the grace of God, is the time for our youth convention. Uh, and that tells you one thing, that next month is going to be loaded. 
with youthful energy, youthful anointing, youthful preaching, because they'll be preaching in zones. And it is interesting that uh, the Holy Ghost night of next month is going to be October 1. That tells you it's going to be extra special. And the theme for their convention is Beyond Expectations. As uh, God bless you, part nine, Beyond Expectations. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. And God blessed them. Genesis 1, 28. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. The two preachers who spoke before me, I don't know how they did it, must have uh, seen my notes. One way or the other, they must be very high in the spirit. So they have practically preached all my sermon. So, but for one, two, or two things, one or two things that I'm sure God didn't let them see, I should have just prayed for you and then we go home. Why don't you give the Lord a big round of applause for this? Two wonderful people. You shall be fruitful. That's my will for you. You shall be fruitful. That's my prayer for you. You shall be fruitful. That's my prophecy to you. You shall be fruitful. That's my decree to you. You shall be fruitful. That's God's decree concerning you. Like one of the babysitters, this night is going to be extraordinary. It has been thus far, beginning from the choruses, the opening choruses, all along, all along. You can feel there's something special about tonight. The choruses, the worship song, the, then the choir, the, the testimony, everything, everything has been special. Wow. 
why are we so sure that we are going to be fruitful? Because like one of the people who spoke before me said, it is God's will. That's what is called the law of priority. The Bible says in Luke chapter 6 verse 45, Luke 6 45, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart of the almighty God, when he was blessing man, when he was speaking to man for the first time, he said, you are blessed. Then the next thing he said is, be fruitful. And you know, Isaiah 55 from verse 10 to 11, Isaiah 55 from verse 10 to 11 says, the word of God will not return to him void. Psalm 33 verse 11, Psalm 33 verse 11 says, the counsel of God shall stand. You have been told again and again tonight, we've been reminded Exodus 23, verse 26. Exodus 23, verse 26. None shall be barren. When God says none, it means none. Why are we so sure you're going to be fruitful? Because God himself is a family man. When the Lord was teaching the disciples to pray in Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, in verse 9, the first thing he said is, Our Father, which art in heaven. God is a father. He's a family man. He has a begotten son. John chapter 3, verse 16. John 3, 16. He wasn't a barren father. He had a son, a begotten son. And he loved his son so much that according to Acts chapter 10 verse 38, Acts 10 verse 38, he followed him everywhere. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Everywhere he went. The father went with him. He was what we call a doting father. He went with him everywhere he went. And because he wanted more children, he didn't want to have just one. According to Romans chapter 8 verse 27, Romans 8 verse 29, Romans 8 verse 29, the Bible says he applied the law of harvest. That is the only begotten son can become the firstborn of many children. He sowed the one son. And the one son now produced a harvest of billions of children. Some of which are here today. Some of which are listening to me all over the world. If you're a child of God, let me hear you shout hallelujah. One of my children who spoke before me said, Be fruitful is a divine command. 
Yes, I taught them. I taught them that. But you know, as I was preparing for tonight, God corrected me. He said, be fruitful is not a command. He said, because a command is something you have freedom as a man, you have free will, you can disobey. He said, be fruitful is a decree. A decree you can't, you can't dodge. That's why tonight again I say my decree to you in the name of the Almighty God is you shall be fruitful. It's a decree of my daddy in heaven. The one who spake and it is done. Psalm 33, verse 8 to 9. Psalm 33, verse 8 to 9. So let the whole earth fear before him. Why? He spake and it is done. It was a decree that brought light. Let there be light. And light had no option. But he came. The same decree says, be fruitful. And you shall be fruitful. It's a decree that came from my daddy, the one who will speak and make it good. The one who will never lie. Numbers 23 verse 19. Numbers 23 verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie. Not the son of man that he should repent. When he spake, it's a settled matter. When he issue a decree, even the dead must obey. John chapter nine, 11, John chapter 11, from verse 39 to 44. Oh, thank you, Daddy. Whoever is concerned, we know. My daddy says, the baby is kicking again. (laughs) Thank you, daddy. Thank you, daddy. Oh, thank you, daddy. The baby is kicking again. Regardless of the doctor's report, the baby is back to life. Why, even the dead, even the dead responds to his decree. When Jesus Christ stood in John chapter 11 from verse 39 to 44, John 11, 39 to 44, Lazarus, come forth. The man who's been dead and buried four days knew that that's a decree. They had to come back. And so in Romans chapter 4, from verse 16 to 21, Romans 4, verse 16 to 21, the Bible made it clear that it was a decree of the Most High God that brought back the dead womb of Sarah. And she started bringing 
forth a son. But tonight I, I want to be brief because, like I said, my children have covered a lot of the, of the grounds. I want us to go back to the original definition of blessing. I told you that when the Almighty God says you are blessed, it means all the forces in heaven, all the forces on earth, all the forces underneath the earth, angels so, demons so, human beings so, they must assist you to succeed. That's why I'm still a bit disturbed when I'm going for my walk at night and somebody keeps seeming and is running towards me. And, and I say, God bless you. And they see, say, pray for me. Ah. I have already said, God bless you. God bless you means... Means let all the hosts in heaven help you to succeed. Let all the hosts on earth help you to succeed. Let the, all the hosts, all, all the hosts underneath the earth help you to succeed. I say one more time, God bless you. God blesses you. It means angels will assist you. I hope you paid attention to the song that we sang. I know I am blessed. I am going to be fruitful. And then he said, angels will assist me. Verse 2. Why? They will bring me good news. Somebody is going to receive good news tonight. You see, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1, from verse 13 to 14, Hebrews chapter 1, from verse 13 to 14, he said the angels are ministering spirits. They are servants. Servants of those of us who are children of God. In Judges chapter 13, you can read it from verse 1 to the end. Judges 13 from verse 1 to the end. It is an angel that brought good news to Manoah's wife. Hey, lady, you're going to have a son, and he's going to be a great son. The husband said, ah, the angel came to you and you didn't call me. Almighty God, please send down the angel again. And God did. Tonight, an angel will visit somebody. <laughs> it was an angel that God sent to Zachariah in Luke chapter 1, from verse 5 to 25. Luke 1, 5 to 25. It was there ministering in the temple when an angel appeared. And told him, yeah, I know you are old. I know your wife is old. But you are going to have a son. You know, 
Each time I read Daniel chapter 6 from verse 1 to the end, Daniel 6 from verse 1 to the end, you know, by the time they threw in Daniel into the den of lions, they even put a, a stone across the mouth of the den so that there's no way he could possibly escape. So his enemies thought he's finished. But an angel came and blocked the mouth of the lions. So that by the following morning, they those who sealed the, the den of lions were the same people who removed the stone. And those who threw him in ended up becoming the food to the lions. An angel will visit somebody tonight. All those who have written you off will get a surprise. And if you look into the third verse of the song that we, 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 we sang earlier, it says, God's prophet will assist me. Um, some of my children, they, 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 they say, Daddy, you keep on telling us you are not a prophet. Yeah, I'm a pastor. But I hear from God once in a while. When I hear from him, I can't say what I've heard from him. He said, God's prophet will help me. Why? He will speak to me. He will notice me. And he will say, God grant your request. I stand this evening as a representative of the Most High God. And I say, God will grant your request. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, from verse 9 to 20, 1 Samuel chapter 1, from verse 9 to 20, the Bible tells us that God's prophet noticed Hannah thought she was drunk. She said, I'm not drunk. If I'm drunk, it is with sorrow. And the man of God said, all right. Right now, what you want from God, God will give to you. And it happened immediately. Because, you see, the, the word of God says, in Matthew chapter 18, verse 19, Matthew 18, verse 19, the Bible says, where two of you agree as touching anything, anything that you ask for now, it will be done for you by Father in heaven. I am in agreement with every one of you, wherever you are listening to me tonight. God will grant your request. In Second King chapter four, Second King chapter four. Ah, thank you, Daddy. <laughs> the Lord asked me to tell someone. He said, "From now on, you will have peace of mind."
I'm sure you know the meaning of that. You don't have to worry anymore. <laughs> Your case has been settled. In Second Kings chapter four, from verse eight to seventeen, Second Kings four, from verse eight to seventeen, is the story of the Shunammite woman. It is a prophet that said to her, Nine months from now, you will carry a boy. The, 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 the woman said, Hey, don't deceive me. The man of God said, I, I'm not advising you, I'm not suggesting, I am decreeing. I decree to every one of you in the name that's above every other name. Nine months from now, you'll be carrying your babies. So, angels will help you. The prophet, the mouthpiece of God will help you. But the biggest of all is that God himself will help you. How? Number one, he will remember you. Because if you check the song we sang too, he says that God will remember me. And when he remembers somebody, ah, that fellow must be fruitful. In Genesis chapter 30, from verse 22 to 24, Genesis 30, 22 to 24, the Bible said, God remembered Rachel. He remembered Rachel. And the moment God remembers somebody, anyone God remembers must be fruitful. Whether it is an individual, or whether it is even a nation. That's what I'm decreeing tonight. As individuals, God will remember you. As families, God will remember you. As a church, God will remember us. As a nation, God will remember us. <laughs> because where we are now, unless God remembers us, uh, God will remember us. You know, the Bible tells us that when they threw Joseph into prison and it interpreted the dreams of some people, and one of them was killed, the other was restored. He said, when you get there, don't forget me. But he, he got there and forgot. But when the appointed time came, he remembered. God will remember you tonight. Now, when God remembers you, the next thing he will do is he will open doors. As we sang in that song too. Uh, Genesis chapter 30 from verse, if we just read verse 22 alone, he said, no. He said, God remembered Rachel 
and open her womb. See, when God remembers you, he will open doors, particularly the door of your womb. And according to Revelation chapter 3, Thank you, Daddy. The Almighty asked me to tell somebody, and I think uh, this is something everybody will probably be interested in. He said, your marriage will experience a new dawn. Daddy, thank you. He asked me to tell someone, and this can have multiple meanings. He said, I will fill the void in your life. When he remembers you, uh, maybe I need to Father explained that one. When he said, I will fill the void in your life, it goes beyond just becoming pregnant. It could mean that the one who by now should be married is not married, will be married. It could even mean that the one who had been overlooked in promotion will get promotion. It could mean the one who has no joy will have joy. It could mean the one who is feeling hopeless will have hope again. Now, Revelation chapter 3, verse 7 to 8, Revelation 3, 7 to 8 says, When he opens, no man can shut. And God opens the door for you. The one who will shut that door is not yet born. Whether the door is the door of prison, in, as we find in Acts chapter 12 from verse 5 to 11, Acts 12 verse 5 to 11, when they threw Peter into prison and they thought that by tomorrow they will kill him. When God was ready, the doors were opening on their own accord. God is the manufacturer of the first automatic door. You know why? Because he is door himself. And the one who is called the door is going to pay somebody a visit tonight. Now, if he remembers you, he opens the door of your womb, and then, if need be, he will come himself. Like in Genesis chapter 18, from verse 1 to 14. Genesis 18, from verse 1 to 14. He visited Abraham and Sarah. He came himself. He came so that the previous prophecies can become a decree. You know, because for years he had been saying, oh, uh, 
Abraham, yes, you are going to be the father of nations, etc., etc. But when he came himself, he said, No more promises. Now a decree. Nine months from now. As the Lord lives before whom I stand, nine months from now, your baby will be crying in your hand. Now, when I said an angel will visit you, or God will visit you. Usually when God wants to do so, he will probably put on the shape of somebody you know. Somebody you know is connected to him. Because, I mean, if God himself comes, (laughs) he said you can't see me and leave. And if you see a real angel, because I've seen them before, you'll be seriously frightened. But you've had testimonies before. I mean, there was a testimony of a man who had zero sperm count. I mean, it's not low. It is water. I mean, it's just zero. And he came to the Holy Ghost service and something, a prophecy came. That night he went home, I mean, on Saturday morning, sat in a chair in his house, and because it had been all night, he dozed off. And while he dozed off, he said he had a dream, and he saw me coming into their sitting room. Of course, I wasn't the one. Well, it's either the angel of God or God. And that, uh, as he was looking at me, I waved at him and smiled and then left. Yeah, nine months later, I was carrying his baby. God will visit you tonight. Now, because God himself is going to help you, every child that will be born as a result of tonight's meeting will be special. Like Isaac. You know one thing about Isaac? Not only is the name laughter, he's a child who never gave the parents any problem. Obedient, submissive. I mean, in Genesis chapter 22, from. Ah. Thank you, Lord. And Lord even has uh, decided the song you are going to sing in this convention. He says, As you lift up your children during the convention, your song will be, 
He has given me victory. I will lift him high. Jehovah. Who is God talking to? Let me hear you sing that song. Sing that song. Amen. Amen. I'm, 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 I'm already rejoicing with you. Glory be to God. Isaac was such a nice boy. Well trained. He accepted the training. You know, it's one thing to train a child it's for another child, for that child to accept the training. He loved his father. Loved the God of his father. I mean, in Genesis chapter 22, from verse 1 to 18. When, they were, when the father was going up the mountain to offer his sacrifice as God commanded him, it was Isaac who said to the father, ah, Papa, I can see the fire, I can see the wood, I can see the knife. Where is the animal that we are going to use for the offering. He knew you shouldn't come to God empty-handed. He, he learned from his father. And he was cor- correcting Papa in case he forgot. And you know, <laughs> when Papa grabbed him and began to bind him, I've said it before, Isaac was around 50 or so years old. Papa was already over a hundred. If he decided to run, do you think Papa can catch up with him? No, he was so submissive. Let the will of God be done. Papa, have your way. That's why God said, I swear, Isaac, I will multiply you. Every child that will be born as a result of tonight's meeting will be a child of multiplication. And you know what? The children that came through Isaac, they were the first set of twins. Esau and Jacob. Child of multiplication. It was a child that Isaac was the one who, who, who brought forth the real beginning of Israel. Because by the time Israel got to Egypt, there were 70 people. By the time they left Egypt, there were already 600,000 plus. One of my, of, of my children who spoke before me said that the plan of God for you is that you are not going to be the last one in the family. Some people will come from you. And there will be many. 
Out of your womb shall come nations. Special children. Like the child that came out of Manoah and his wife was Samson, a mighty judge. Gen- judge uh, Judges chapter 13, from verse 1 to the end. And consider the child that came out of the womb of uh, Hannah, Samuel. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, from verse 19 to 21. 1 Samuel 3, 19 to 21, the Bible tells us that a great prophet was established in Israel. When, when Samuel spoke, it was settled. God won't allow his word to fall to the ground. He was the first kingmaker in Israel. He was the one who decided who would be king. And he was the one who was also the first king remover. You know, powerful prophet of God. I don't know which one you want. Do you want a judge or do you want a prophet? Whatever child you get from tonight will be special in Jesus' name. And then consider John the Baptist. Oh my. This one is for me. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. The Lord says there's someone here tonight, someone listening to me. He said, the sweetest moment of your life is near. Consider John the Baptist, the son of Zachariah and Elizabeth. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 11, Matthew 11, verse 11, the Lord Jesus Christ said, Of all men born of a woman, there had not arisen a greater than John the Baptist. In other words, up to his own time, it was the greatest of all. Your children will not be ordinary. They'll be great. And among those of us who are here tonight is going to come a child that will be regarded as the greatest. If it's going to be your own child, let me hear your amen loud and clear. Almost every other thing that I would have said have been, have been said, and I'm happy because we want to have time for some ministration tonight. But then, as I've told you before, and as somebody said before me, one of the people before me said it, if we summarize all the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ, it could come to nothing goes for nothing. Salvation is free because somebody paid for it with his life. 
healing is free. Because by his stripes, you were healed. Somebody took the stripes. Deliverance is free. Why? Because someone went to hell to go and yank the keys of death and hell from Satan. Somebody paid for those things that are free. He said, you give, you shall be given. You sow, you shall reap. Something goes for something. When I look at all these people in the scriptures who had these mighty breakthroughs, Oh my It's been quite a while since we had such a night like this Daddy says And definitely I can say amen to this before I tell you at all Daddy says I gave Peter a miracle That he needed help to handle he said, I will do the same for you. <laughs> there, there are many ways I could interpret that one. I mean, if you are expecting a child and all of a sudden God gives you three. I, I'm sure you will need help for that. I know. I remember a woman who came, who, who was the first one to give back to four children during a convention here. She needed help <laughs> because she was getting ready for one, and four came. If he gives you more than one, he will provide the help. All those who got these mighty breakthroughs, they all had something in common. Let me quickly look at them. Take Abraham. Read Genesis chapter 18 from verse 1 to 14. Genesis 18, 1 to 14. Abraham was sitting in front of his tent and he saw people he thought were men going, three men. But somehow he felt, hmm, these men are not ordinary. And they stopped briefly in front of his tent. And he ran to meet them. I said, you can't go. I know you are traveling. Come, come to my house. Come and drink water. Yes, let me wash your feet. And uh, if you don't mind, let me give you some food to eat. It was after the eating that God now said, Where is Sarah, thy wife? I learned a big lesson from Abraham. He said, I will not sit on the fence. There are many of us who are bench warmers in the house of God. Abraham didn't wait for these people to say, please, can you give us water to drink? 
please, can you give us food to eat? No, no, no. He ran. He volunteered service. That's Abraham. Let's take Manuel, the father of Samson. Judges chapter 13. Read it from verse 1 to 20. Judges 13 from verse 1 to 20. The angel came, told the wife, you're going to have a child. The wife told the husband, an angel appeared to me. He said, let us pray that the angel will come back. The angel came back, repeated the message. And Manoah said, sir, you can't go without food. We must offer you food. We must entertain you. We must contribute something to you. You are expecting a major breakthrough from God? You are in the church, you are idle. You don't do anything, you just go, sit in the pews, listen to the song, listen to the sermon, pray. Nothing goes for nothing. You can join the choir. You can become a worker. You can become an usher. You can join the prayer warrior. You can be in the evangelistic team. Take the Shunammite woman. In Second Kings chapter 4. From verse 8 to 17. 2 Kings 4, from verse 8 to 17. She saw Elisha passing by and said, Man of God, you must come to my house to eat. A man of God said, Who told you I'm hungry? The Lord is my provider. The Bible said the woman compelled him, constrained him. You say, you are not going. You are coming to my house to eat. She contributed. And the man of God kept coming back and she kept on feeding him. She didn't stop after one, one time. She kept on. On, on. Then she moved further. She even built a house. For the man of God. Before the man of God said, ah, wait a minute. This woman has been taking care of me all these days. What can I do in return? Get involved. To the best of your ability. If the pastor says there's nothing you can do, force yourself on him. Tell him there's something I can do. I remember years ago, I went for the World Conference of uh, Pentecostals in Nairobi, Kenya, way back in 1976. And at the end of the conference, people came from all over the world. The chief organizer said, Brethren, I want to present to you the one who has done the greatest job during this conference. Oh, and we were all looking forward to seeing the 
one of the big preachers to step forward. And then he produced a very young girl. Uh, how? She said, this girl came to me and said, Daddy, I, I heard that there's going to be a conference. I want to participate. I want to contribute. And the man of God looked at her and said, What, what can you contribute? This is not a joking matter. The guy said, at least I can go and help you post the invitation card, the letters. Oh, sorry, boy, girl. That has already been done. Then the girl said, ah, I can clean the shoes of the preachers when they come. At least that has not been done. He said, that's the girl who has been cleaning the shoes of the preachers since they came. And that's the girl who has contributed the most because in a little way she had touched every preacher. We all stood up and clapped. Get something doing. Nothing goes for nothing. Let God see you in action, contributing, winning souls, increasing the kingdom of God. Uh, let's take the case of Hannah. 4 Samuel chapter 1, verse 9 to 20, which one of the speakers also mentioned. That's why I said probably despite my note. When Hannah said, God give me a child, a man child, and I will give him back to you. You know what she was saying? Because she didn't know she would have any other child other than that one. She was practically saying, God, answer my prayer. And all I can ever be is yours. All I am, all I can ever become is yours. I submit to you completely. I will be involved with you permanently. What about Zachariah and Elizabeth? Look at Luke chapter 1, from verse 5 to 25. Luke 1, 5 to 25. Number one, the Bible says, the two of them, husband and wife, were blameless. You know what that means? Not a single trace of sin in their lives. They were blameless. Number two, the husband didn't say that I have no child, therefore I won't serve God. If, as a matter of fact, the angel met him while he was busy for God. The angel appeared to him when he was ministering to the Most High God. 
If God is to pay you a visit, will he find you busy for him? I mean, leaving aside the issue of the fruit of the womb, there are many of us who want to have breakthroughs. Because one of these people who spoke before me spoke about all forms of barrenness. If you have been laboring for years and there's nothing to show for it, it's a form of barrenness. No promotion for all these years, it's a form of barrenness. Mentally speaking, if you are not producing the kind of results you are supposed to produce, it's a form of barrenness. You're a student, you study very hard, like everybody. When exam comes, you get to the examination hall, you forget everything you have learned. It's barrenness. And barrenness is ending tonight in Jesus' name. What are you doing for God? What's your contribution to his kingdom? I know a man who was a graduate and couldn't get a job. And finally decided, well, at least he will start a job of cleaning Offices, if they wherever he could find an opportunity to clean, and he went to his pastor and said, "Pastor, pray for me. I want to be doing a cleaner job." And the pastor said, "Through cleaning, God can turn you to a millionaire." But I have a suggestion for you. Go and be cleaning the altar of God. Let God see you there cleaning his altar. Doesn't matter how long it takes, one day he will remember you. He took the advice. We had a little altar here in the camp then. There are altars and there are altars. And he began to clean the altar. And God remembered him. Today, nobody can recognize the cleaner anymore because God has opened doors unto him. He will open doors unto you. Inclusive. They've said it before me. And in essence, what they said is simple. We cannot continue in sin and expect grace to abound. The word of God says, God forbid. Romans chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. Romans 6, 1 and 2. And so I'm going to just tell you one story. I've told it before several times. You will notice I've not told you too many stories tonight. Because I can feel the power of God already here. 
I've told you the story of a lady who came. Came to the Holy Ghost service. We were praying for those who are trusting God for the fruit of the womb. And then, after one year, she came back. Very angry. They told me, if I get to your convention and you pray for me, if you lay hands on me and I will fall down under the power of the anointing, then by the following year I will have a baby. Why has it not happened to me? And the Spirit of God said to me, Ask her how many boyfriends she has, apart from the husband. Ah. And this is a very important lady. So I had to tremble before I asked the question. If I didn't know who was speaking, I would not have asked such a question. Please, ma, it's God who asked me to ask you. <laughs> Don't be angry. God said, I should ask you, how many boyfriends have you apart from your husband? She said, six. <laughs> and you want the Holy One of Israel to give you a child? How are we going to even know the father? Husband plus six. How will we know? The Father. You cannot continue in sin and expect grace to abound. You have to forsake your evil ways. I mean, you have to forsake your evil ways for the Almighty God to grant your request. He is the Almighty. He has never failed before. So if you are listening to me tonight, if you are here, if you are in the new auditorium, if you are in the various viewing centers all over the world, and you believe very firmly that tonight is meant for you, but you know you are still harboring sin, it's time to forsake your sins, and the Almighty God will come true for you. So if you want to give your life to Jesus, this time you really mean business. I'm going to count from one to ten. Before I say ten, come and stand before the altar of God. Come and cry to him for salvation. Wherever you are, in the various churches, in the various viewing centers, go to the altar and tell God, this time I mean business, save my soul, forgive my sins. Be my savior. I'm saying bye-bye to a life of sin. He will answer you. And then I will pray for your salvation. The choice is yours. You cannot continue in sin and expect grace to abound. The word of God said, God forbid. Uh, thank you. Those of you who have already come and those of you on the way, cry to the Lord now. Ask him to be merciful unto you.
Ask him to save your soul. Ask him to forgive all your sins. Promise him that from now you will serve him. Ask him to be your Lord and be your Savior. That you are saying bye-bye to a life of sin. And to want a new beginning. A new beginning in God. And let the rest of us please stretch our hands towards our new brothers and sisters and intercede for them. That the one who saved our souls will save their own souls also. Pray for them. That the almighty God will have mercy on them. Let's call on God for them. Let's call on the almighty God to have mercy, to save their souls, to wash away their sins in his precious blood. Thank you, Father. Oh, Father, be merciful. Your blood has never lost its power. Let that blood wash these people clean today. Give them a brand new beginning in you. Save their souls, Lord. Save their souls. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Savior, I thank you for your word. And I thank you for these people who have come to you for salvation. I thank you because your word says that whosoever will come unto you, you will know why it's cast out. They've come to you now, Lord. Please receive them in Jesus' name. Save their souls, Lord. Let your blood wash away their sins. Please receive them into the family of God. Write their names in the book of life. And from now on, any time they cry unto you, please answer them by fire. Please, Lord God Almighty, very, very soon, let them have beautiful testimonies. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now I'm rejoicing with those of you who have come forward tonight. I want to assure you that from now on, I'll be praying for you. And uh, you'll be receiving testimonies of miracles, even that we have not asked for in Jesus' name. So I am going to need your names, your address, and your prayer requests. God bless you. You can begin to go now. Let's give the Lord a big round of applause for all these people. Give them a really big round of applause. I thought you are clapping for God.
Those of you who have been clapping, your hands will never wither. Thank you for clapping. You may want to write down your prayer points because you need to talk to God for some time. Prayer point number one, of course, is to thank God. We want to thank Him that we are still alive. And as long as there is life, there is hope. We want to thank Him. For his decree concerning your life that you are going to be fruitful. So, prayer number one you want to thank God. And prayer number two, which you will pray with all your heart, I'm sure, is Father, please remember me. Now, Father, please remember me now. Number three, Father, please send me a visitor of joy. This month, please send me a visitor of joy this month. Number four, Father, put a permanent end. To barrenness and sorrow in my life, in my home, and in your church. Put a permanent end to barrenness and sorrow in my life, my home, and your church. Number five. Father, Please let me be 
abundantly fruitful. Let me be abundantly fruitful. In every facet of my life. Let me be abundantly fruitful in every facet of my life. Number six. Father, I beg you Kindly, personally, visit my home very soon. Father, I beg you, kindly, personally, visit my home very soon. And then number seven is your own personal request. And the personal request can be in various forms. Maybe you want a set of twins. Maybe you want two boys or two girls a boy or a girl or you want even more you tell God that be your personal request that will be number seven the altar is open I will give you 15 minutes to cry unto God before we proceed In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Yeah. 
the almighty God will grant your request. He will remember you today. He will put a permanent end to barrenness in your life. There will be no more sorrow in your homes. This very month, you will receive a visitor of joy. You will be abundantly fruitful. In his infinite mercy, God himself will visit you. He will grant your request. Your joy will overflow. You shall be fruitful. In every facet of your life, you shall be fruitful. And you too will serve God to the end. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Well, I saw one shout, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's something special that the Lord instructed me to do tonight. And that is that each and every one of you will be anointed. And that the anointing of tonight will be specially to destroy the yoke of barrenness. And so those of you who are in your various viewing centers, if you can get a bottle of anointing oil uh, within the next couple of minutes. Please do so. As I pray for the oil here, I will use it as a point of contact for all the oil that you may be lifting up to him in your various viewing centers. The anointing of tonight is so special that the Lord said that even the pastors, before they anoint you, should anoint themselves. It is a very, very special anointing that will destroy the yokes of barrenness, the yoke of fruitless efforts. And in the name that's above every other name, we will testify. The pastors will line up in front, then you will come and 
when you are anointed, if you are trusting God for the fruit of the womb, as soon as you are anointed, you will lay your hand on your belly and continue to prophesy to yourself. I am blessed. I shall be fruitful. I am blessed. I shall be fruitful. Just keep on saying so. Doesn't matter how many times. Keep saying so. Remember the testimony of one of the one of the speakers when that fellow put a Bible in a belly, another Bible in the back, and kept on saying, I carry my baby, I carry my baby. Some people may think that she's foolish. The end will justify the means. As soon as you are anointed, you lay your hand on your belly and just keep on repeating, prophesying to yourself, I am blessed, I shall be fruitful. And the Almighty God will grant your request. If you are already fruitful uh, physically, but you want to be fruitful otherwise, then instead of laying the hand on your belly, lay the hand on your head and keep on repeating, I am blessed, I shall be fruitful. And God will grant your request.
We're going to call on the Almighty God to send down his fire. Anything at all that may want to stand between us and great fruitfulness be consumed by the fire of the Holy Spirit. So go ahead, cry unto the Almighty God. Send out your fire, O Lord. Any obstruction to my fruitfulness, any obstruction to my joy, send out your fire, O Lord, and let the fire of the Holy Spirit consume. Send down your fire, Daddy. I'm at your altar now. Anointed. Ready for the fire. Send down the fire, hold on. Let it consume every obstruction to my success, every obstruction to my fruitfulness. Every obstruction to my joy, every obstruction to my progress, every obstruction, Lord God Almighty, to being abundantly fruitful. Send out your fire, Lord, and let the fire of the Holy Spirit come and consume tonight, even as I pray. Father, send down the fire. Every obstruction to my health, every obstruction to my progress, every obstruction to my serving you with gladness and with joy. Father, send down the fire from heaven and let the fire consume. Tonight, Ramosheke Kendra Makakundre Mokorunda Makashantai. Indre keke remo ko sheke rema kaka tinkerendre mo korunka manka shande ikerendra mo ko kotondre mo ko sheke rendra mahaka shantai send down the fire lord ranko kotondra mahaka keke rendre mo korunde kere mo ko sheke ramanka tanda Send down the fire, Lord. Let the fire consume every obstruction to my fruitfulness, every obstruction to my joy, every obstruction to my rapid progress, rapid expansion, every obstruction to my abundant fruitfulness. Send down the fire. Let the fire of God consume. Now, tonight, to the glory of your holy name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Kinda manko rindike makunke reke rumoko shinta rinkra manko rundike remoko shinta mukunko tunde reke remanko shendeke makitu ira mahaka rumoko shamoko rundike makatu. 
set down the fire alarm. That's your name, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. Glory be to God. Thank you, Almighty God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. If any demon from now tries to stand in your way, the fire of God will consume. Any door that the enemy has shut against your fruitfulness, the fire of God will consume. Any wall that the enemy has erected against your success, Against your progress, against your joy, against your fruitfulness, the fire of God shall consume. So shall it be. You shall be fruitful. You shall be abundantly fruitful. In Jesus' mighty name we have decreed. Amen. Let me hear you shout hallelujah. Well, let's be seated for a while. If you have been blessed tonight, like I have been blessed, then let's take our thanksgiving offering and bless the Lord mightily with joy, with rejoicing. Singing, dancing, showing the devil he has lost the battle. Glory be to God. Okay, we'll, we'll hand over to the, the, don't forget the youth convention next month. The, the theme is Exceeding Expectations. I think what I gave you, what I mentioned earlier on was uh, beyond expectation, but I think exceeding expectation will be even better. God is going to exceed all your expectations in Jesus' name. Okay, now, over to you, band. What a marvelous God, what a marvelous God. You have done the marvelous things for us. Oh. What a wonderful God. 
Father, we thank you. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you for the fire that fell. 
Thank you because definitely we have a new beginning now. Thank you because we shall be fruitful. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Father, please accept the offering of your children. Sanctify it. Use it for your glory. And in your name, I decree, every one of you who had given, you will never borrow again. Whatever you touch shall prosper. Materially, you shall be very, very fruitful. And as you go, God will go with you. Evil will stay far away from you. I will only hear good news concerning you. By this time next year, even your own children too will be giving their own offerings. So shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name, we have decreed. Amen. If you believe that your fruitfulness will be exceedingly great, then shout an exceedingly great hallelujah. the Lord. I believe this message has really blessed your life. And if you have just given your life or rededicated your life to Jesus Christ, please send an SMS or a WhatsApp message titled Saved to any of these phone numbers. Plus 234-706-497-9797 or plus 234-810-383-0233. 37 or plus 234-803-722-1550 or plus 234-805-504-1394. Also, you can send an email to altercall at ourccg.org. Thank you and God bless you.